Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. We turn our attention quickly to the Gospel of John, chapter 8. I'll read verse 32 again. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord. You are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has truly set us free. The pursuit of freedom. What a tiring task, right? Freedom from any sort of things, but the, the end goal of freedom is what really makes someone do whatever it takes to be free. Let's consider a man who, for the first 30-some years of his life, destined to be free. Free from his father's demands and hopes for him to become a lawyer, even though this man despised having the title lawyer attached to his name. And so he thought he found freedom when he ran away from school to be a lawyer and thought, I'll chase after other schools of thought. Then I'll be free. But freedom was not found in the philosophies of the world. On another occasion, he felt trapped, trapped by a severe storm. He wondered, am I going to make it out alive? After some bargaining, he, he found some freedom from the storm, but then he was trapped and bound to the oath to become a monk. But would he find freedom in the, sol in the solitude of a monastery? He thought at first he would, because therein was a set of rules and regulations, and you're by yourself to be able to, to do all the things to earn God's favor. But over time, Martin Luther began to realize that even in the monastery, he was more trapped than ever before. Because the more he tried to earn God's favor, to be freed from God's wrath, he realized he was even worse than he thought. All the beatings in the world cannot earn favor with God, and it just reminded him again and again how trapped he was. He wondered if he'd ever find freedom. At this point, Martin Luther was far from freedom because he was looking in every place but the only place that could grant him freedom. Even after posting the 95 Theses, Martin Luther felt a little trapped. He still yearned for this, this righteousness that, that Scripture talks about. You know, righteousness is one of those big biblical words like justification and sanctification. Well, righteousness is right there. All over the pages, righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. And Luther thought, how? How do I get this perfect, right relationship with God? How, how do I have this holiness? He knew that indulgences weren't the answer. But could he still earn it? He was still wrestling with this thought. He desperately wanted to be free. He still felt captive by God's laws 
He felt penned in by God's wrath and punishments. How could he be free from all these things? A big stumbling block for, for Martin Luther was this passage from Romans, Romans 1.17. It's, it's a passage he publicly taught. It's a passage he personally studied, and it goes like this. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Now, now Luther's initial interpretation of this passage was that this righteousness from God was still something that he and that all humans had to earn for themselves. That by doing enough good works, he could finally be free from God's wrath because he had earned that perfect relationship with God. Luther was struggling with, how do I become free? Thankfully, for Martin Luther, and for us in turn, he constantly wrestled with this passage. What does it mean? How does this righteousness of God come to me? He remained in it. Something Jesus told the Jews of his day to do, and something he tells all of us still to this day to do. Remain in my teaching. Remain in my word. Jesus says, because if you do so, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. By God's grace, I'm pretty sure you know the story. God led Martin Luther to understand this passage of Romans 1.17 correctly. This is not a righteousness that you and I or he had to earn on his own merits. It is a righteousness, a holiness, a perfection, a freedom that is given by God freely to those who believe in him. And man, after Martin Luther understood that and believed it by God's grace, he knew he was truly free. Well, this stumbling block of Luther to, to be free on his own merits is different than the stumbling block that we heard about in our lesson. The stumbling block of the Jews was not an idea of how do I earn freedom, but why do I need freedom? Because I'm already free. Did you catch it? They said, we're Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? The Jews knew the history of their own people. They knew that at many periods of their history that they were far from free. They weren't free in Egypt. They weren't free in exile in Babylon. In fact, ever since they were sent away, they were never free again. They're still under other countries, and to this day, or at that day of Jesus, they were under Roman rule. But they could trace their lineage back to Abraham, that great father of the people of Israel. And to Abraham, God gave that great blessing that through Abraham, every nation would be blessed, right? And so the Jews took that to mean that someday... A Christ, notice a Christ, a Christ will come that will set up this great Jewish earthly kingdom and will no longer be slaves of anyone again. We will truly be free in this life, in an earthly kingdom. And because we have that hope, well, we're already free now. And so they thought we've already got freedom. Why do we need more freedom, Jesus? It was a false freedom, wasn't it? In Luther's 
wants unbelief and the Jews' unbelief, we see two extremes that oppose freedom. The one extreme, as it was for Luther, was this hopelessness of ever having freedom because how can I earn it myself? On the other side, the, the, the Jewish idea of freedom there in, the, in our gospel in, in that day was, well, I can live how I want. Don't tell me what to do, Jesus. I can abuse my freedom. We still struggle with both of those to this day, don't we? Because like Martin Luther and, and like those Jews, and like every human being, we all have a sinful nature. Who of us is immune the idea of guilt. We all ask ourselves that, that pesky question, how can a holy God love a sinner like me? I look at my life and I see I'm, I'm not the disciple of Jesus that I want to be. Are you kidding me? And, and when we consider our lives, Maybe this feeling of, of being claustrophobic sets in because you, you look this way and that and, and everywhere and you see the sins of your life haunt you and they're closing in on you. And we think about Jesus' words. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Guilt. Am I really free? If, if, if I was free, why do I keep on sinning? Oh, but then there's the other side. I'm free. And so I'm free to live however I want. There's a rebuttal out there from the world, and perhaps you've heard it, that, well, the gospel, it just is a teaching so people can be okay with the way they live. Lutherans, you just proclaim the gospel on Sunday morning so that then you can go out in the world the rest of the week and live however you want, just to come back to church, have your sins forgiven, and then go back out in the world and, well, I'm free to live how I want. As Lutherans, we of course know that's, fur that's far away from the truth. That's not what scripture teaches. That's not what our confessions teach. The gospel promotes good works. But do your actions, do mine, actually testify to that? We know we're, we're free to live for God, but consider your life just this past week. And have you used God's grace maybe as a license to sin? Given the temptation, thinking it'll just be forgiven. It's okay. I'm free to live how I want. Well, Luther, I mean, he was, he was bold, right? If Luther could do it, I can do it. Luther said this, Luther did that, he raised his voice. Maybe I can, I can speak against someone in, in a hostile way. After all, Luther did it. Or, or, or Luther, right? He had that famous phrase, sin boldly. You heard that one? Well, people will misinterpret that and think, oh, I can just, again, live, live well. I'm free. I'm free to do it. Misinterpreting your thought. We're not free to live in that way, are we? Regardless of what our sinful nature wants us to think. But we can get wrapped up in this idea to live however we want. And it's because we are not maybe remaining in Jesus' teaching. He told the disciples and the people, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. You know, the truth isn't just the gospel, it's the law itself too, isn't it? And the law is good for us. 
And so if we have this idea that I'm, I'm free to live however I want, it's, it's probably because we've gone away from Jesus' teaching. We've gone away from his word. And if we're not listening to Jesus, then what else are we listening to? The unholy three. The devil, the world, and my, my own sinful flesh. And Jesus warns us, you're just going right back into a life of slavery. It's both of these things, right? It's that slavery of hopelessness that the sinful nature wants to wrap us up in, or it's that, whole, it's that idea of free to live whoever I want, but all, both of those come back to slavery, and that's what Jesus wants to set us free from again today. And that's what Martin Luther did in, in his day. If it were physically possible, Martin Luther would roll over in his grave if he, if he caught one of us saying, well, I'm going to do this or that because that's what Luther said. And, of course, it certainly could be true, but at the end of the day, what did he do? He pointed to the cross. Lucas Cronick was a, a painter in that day, a, a friend of Martin Luther, and, and he's got one, one of his paintings is, is Luther preaching a sermon to a wide range of people. But what Luther is doing is pointing to the cross. It wasn't about himself. It wasn't his truth that was setting people free. It was all about Jesus. It was all about what happened on the cross. It was all about what happened in the empty tomb. He knew that's what truly sets us free. Luther actually wrote a sermon or commented on, on these words of John. I want you to listen to this excerpt from what he wrote. He said, this is a sublime sermon. The Holy Spirit presents and submits it to the children and to the simple minded. Old fools like me learn this with great difficulty. Little children learn it best. Others learn this wisdom too well, assuming that when they have heard it once, they know it all. I, however, feel that I cannot understand it. Therefore, the central fact of this freedom must be proclaimed daily. Luther understood that humility was needed to listen to Jesus. Because humility realizes it's not on us. No matter who I am, no matter where I come from, no matter what congregation I belong to, it doesn't matter. It's Jesus. Of course, I'm going to look for those congregations that proclaim his word. I'm going to then live for him. But it all starts with Jesus, doesn't it? He is the one that truly sets us free from sin from death, and from the devil. And we can never hear it enough. May we never become that arrogant to think, well, I know it all. I'm just going to go then on, on what I heard in the past. We listen to it daily. It's a wonderful reason why these pews are packed this afternoon to hear that wonderful truth of Jesus crucified for our sins. Martin Luther knew that if we, point to ourselves, if we point ourselves to the cross and point our people to the cross, we will see that we are truly free. Because only in Christ are we free from our guilt. Only in Christ are we free from our pride to think how we, we can live how we want, live for self. No, we are free to know that we are forgiven. We are free then to serve others and to serve God. I mentioned Luther a lot in this sermon already, and for good reason. It's, it's a Reformation festival after all. And Luther correctly preached on the word of God. But we've saved the best for last. 
We focus on the Word Himself, Jesus Christ, who gives us life-giving words. He tells us Himself, I am the way and the truth and the life. Everything Jesus did and said was truth. Everything he did was truth because everything he did was in fulfillment of what the Father wanted him to do. It was in line with God's commands, keeping God's promise faithful. Everything Jesus said was truth because what he proclaimed came from the author of truth himself, the Father, who sent him to proclaim this wonderful truth to you, to set you free. After all, Jesus prayed to his Father, sanctify them by the truth. That is, make them holy by the truth, right? Your word is truth. So God makes you righteous. He makes you perfect. He frees you by the truth that is Jesus Christ. Now, that freedom isn't anything worldly, is it? I'm here to tell you that by Jesus' word, it doesn't mean you're going to be free from financial hardship. It it doesn't mean you're going to be free from pain. It doesn't mean you're going to be free from persecution. But the freedom that you have because of Jesus' truth is the knowledge that when those things bother you, you know for certain that you're still free from sin, death, and the devil. And because of that, it puts life into perspective, doesn't it? That you know you are truly free and that God is going to bring you heavenward to a place where nothing else can bother you ever again. A place absent of sorrow and death, tears, and mourning all because you've been set free. It's this message of freedom, this truth that Jesus has given to you that gives you a heart for others. It sets you free from living for self and then living to see how can I help my fellow neighbor? And in particular, how can I set them free? I'm willing to bet that each and every one of us in this room has someone that is burdened because they feel trapped. They're looking for answers. They're they're wondering what this life is all about, but they don't know the truth. Selfish pride would leave us to think, well, that's your own fault. You've got to look out for yourself. God's word is out there. Why don't you just believe it? But you're free. Free by the truth of Jesus to share that message with the world. I mean, put yourself in their place. Maybe you can. Desperate for the truth, desperate for answers because you feel trapped, you just want to be free, wouldn't you want someone to come to you and show you the way? To lead you out of darkness into light? You can be that person. Freed by Jesus from your sins, freed to serve others, to show them the light that is Jesus Christ. That they might be free by the truth of Jesus as well. As Lutherans, we believe in in Christ crucified for the sins of the world. We believe that there is only one truth that matters, and it is Jesus. We believe that that truth sets us free, free to know that we are going to where God wants us to be, with him forevermore. We are free to share that message boldly, humbly, with a servant heart for others. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you and I are free, and and we know that we want to stick to this wonderful truth of Jesus. He says, if you remain in me, I will remain in you. And so we hold fast to this truth. 
which is ages old, which has been proclaimed first to Adam and Eve, which has been kept fast and, and safely for you to this day, we hold to this truth because we know it sets us free. God will keep that promise forevermore. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.